HFM, it's not always used for what it was truly meant for. As HFM matured, that technology brought a lot more capability, but it also brought along any bad business practices. Customers have taken this very purpose-built solution and morphed it into something that wasn't necessarily its strength. What we've done in the cloud world is really moved away from one application to serve all these kind of discrete business processes and transformed it into something where we're serving the users of each business process. We're not compromising anything to kind of fit all things for all users. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Mark Eklund, Solution Director here at Hackett, and I have with me my distinguished guest and personal friend, Brian Wilson, Solution Architect and Vertical Lead on our Closing Consolidation Practice. Today, we were going to talk a little bit about the technology supporting the financial close and consolidation. This is something near and dear to both Brian and I, and really something that we work with many clients over the last 10, 15 years as the technology has evolved to really help support the last mile of the close for corporate earnings and releases. So with that, you know, Brian, I'd like to ask you a a few questions as we guide through the discussion today. So maybe the first topic would just be, give us a little bit of history on the technology that supports the corporate close and consolidation. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me today. If we talk about this particular product and where or this particular process really when we talk about closing consolidations if we go all the way back to kind of the great grandfather in this process there was a product called microcontrol it was mainly windows based and this was developed all the way back in the, the early 1980s that kind of started to get a stranglehold in the market the company at the time was imrs rebranded to hyperion which is a name that everyone knows and also rebranded the product into Hyperion Enterprise. And that became kind of the market leader for quite some time. I would say all the way through the 90s, Hyperion Enterprise was, was really the, the market leader when it came to the consolidation space. In the early 2000s, Hyperion switched over to something called Hyperion Financial Management, or you heard the acronym HFM. And essentially what they did was is they started from a clean sheet of paper to create this product. Again, it became the de facto standard for consolidations And even to this day, there's quite a few companies that still utilize HFM as their bread and butter when it comes to consolidations. When we got into the 2016-2017 timeframe, at this point, Oracle had already purchased Hyperion several years prior, and it continued to advance HFM as much as it could. The decision was made to move to the cloud, much like everyone else, and a product called, at the time, Financial Consolidation and close service was was launched, or you hear the, the acronym FCC. And that has been gaining a lot of traction in the market. A lot of our clients are migrating from HFM to FCC, even in the times that we have now. So obviously, that's a, a bit of uh, why we're having this conversation or, or on this podcast is to talk about that transition. But yeah, I want to say in the 2016-2017 timeframe is when FCC really started to come into the market. Very good. No, thanks, Brian. And, and like you said, I know thousands of clients ran Hyperion Financial Management to support their, their close and external reporting, and it became a real trusted application for many companies. And so with the shift to cloud, really Oracle changing the platform and, and moving to the cloud with, with FCC and it being released and, and, like you said, being constantly updated, maybe tell us a little bit more about FCC today some of its capabilities and and really what you see with that product in the market. 
Sure. So especially relative to the prior releases, one of the biggest things that we've seen is simply just the ease of implementation for FCC. And, and we'll dig a little bit, we can dig a little bit more into that as we get further into the conversation. But just the ease of implementation is a lot less painful than maybe some of the prior versions of HFM or even going back to Hypegear and Enterprise. But what we've seen is, is Oracle spent a lot of time behind the scenes kind of aligning their solutions in the cloud to very specific business processes. So moving more to that SaaS model on a world-class platform has really been their focus. So rather than having a product that could be highly customized and, and really even designed for something outside of its, its true purpose, Oracle really spent a lot of time focusing on each of those business processes to create something that again, has become one of the market leaders when we talk about performing the close and consolidation process. If we compare it to HFM, really what we're looking at is it took them a couple years to achieve parity with, with HFM, right? So very similar to what we saw going from Hyperion Enterprise to HFM, there was a two or three year period where there was a lot of refinement, a lot of continuous development and improvement. But by 2019, I could easily say that HFM the things that you could do in HFM are now achievable within FCC. So from a parity perspective, feature parity was was really achieved by 2019 to the point where even more complex items such as uh, org by period or equity pickup, some of the things that are really complex in HFM, we can also do in FCC. If we think about the history of FCC, when it was first introduced, it was it mainly catered to, I would say, more small to medium companies, companies that maybe had a single ledger, a single currency. But over time, with the improvements made of those thousands of companies that you, know, you mentioned, Mark, we're seeing companies in the 10 to $100 billion ranges now moving over to FCC. And that continues to kind of be the greater area where we're seeing FCC kind of break into the market. One of the things driving that really is the pre-built content that comes with FCC. So if we, again, we think about it in relation to HFM, HFM was very much a clean sheet of paper from a design standpoint in that as consultants, we had to build out everything that a particular company might need or a particular client might need. What we see with FCC is that the account to report or the 8R process has become fairly templated for a lot of companies, meaning it's become a much more standardized process to close the books. Obviously, there's nuance from, from company to company, but the general premise of what it takes to close the books has, has become a little bit more standardized. And, and Oracle has been able to develop a lot more standard capabilities or out-of-the-box capabilities compared to what we would normally have to customize in HFM, whether it was from a dimensionality perspective or even from a business rule perspective. All of the things that would drive the processes in HFM, as consultants, we had to really develop those things individually Whereas now we really get to leverage that standardization that Oracle has, has achieved within FCC, which kind of gets back to my very first point where we talked about ease of implementation. The migrations that we do for HFM to FCC are typically half of what we used to do if we we're doing like a pure HFM implementation, meaning if an HFM implementation was six to nine months start to finish, what we're normally seeing with most FCC implementations are, are something more in the four to six month range. So, you know, a lot of efficiencies gained there by leveraging a lot of the standardized content that Oracle provides. So when we compare coming from HFM to FCC, and a lot of times it's much less painless for the same value and the same efficiency and effectiveness that you would normally get from HFM. Very good. And it's always interesting. I think it's the big, the big topic or question of the day is, 
that with the ease of migration from HFM to FCC, the more delivered capability and, and business processes that exist in the cloud, we still see some pretty heavy hesitation with clients that have been running HFM for a long time, still wanting to maintain that on-premise application to support their clothes and not necessarily ready to make the move. I'm not sure what the hesitation is. It's a lack of trust or really where we are, but maybe your thoughts on why do we think clients today that have run HFM for a number of years, why is there a hesitation to, to adopt the cloud FCC solution? It's a great question. I think that I actually have an accounting background. I have my degree in accounting way before I got into consulting and I kind of fit into this model where I think accountants in general are very conservative by nature. We typically don't want to give up the keys to the code. If something works, we typically don't want to change it. From the consulting perspective, we've had to spend the majority of our career having to kind of retool our knowledge base as well. So, you know, I think there's a little bit of hesitancy just being the conservative by nature. I think there's a little bit from the consulting side that maybe made the messaging a little bit noisier. And then honestly, the, the first versions weren't necessarily the most solid. I think even Oracle would admit to that. But it's it's really no different than, like I said, kind of going from enterprise to HFM. You know, enterprise, Hyperion Enterprise was an extremely solid product. It got the job done. I mean, it took a couple of years for companies to get comfortable with HFM. But then if you look at the install base of HFM, I mean, I think everyone would agree that it was such a strong product that when people started to compare it to Hyperion Enterprise, they really started to see the value of making that move. And I think that's really what we're trying to accomplish here in getting people to see the value of going from HFM to FCC. Because again, there is that feature parity. But when we talk about just the hesitancy to move, one of the things that is kind of being exposed during this cycle is HFM, a lot of times you could throw everything in the kitchen sink into it, meaning it's not always used for what it was truly meant for. As HFM matured, that technology brought a lot more capability, but it also brought along kind of any bad business processes or bad business practices, any bad designs. And really what it amounted to was moving from purely consolidation, which is what, what the intent was originally, to almost like a data mart. And we see that quite often when we're trying to unwind some HFM applications to migrate them to FCC, is that customers or clients have taken this very purpose-built solution and really morphed it into something that wasn't necessarily its strength. And that is they're starting to perform activities unrelated to the close and kind of in this application. So what we've done in the cloud world is, you know, we've really moved away from one application to serve all these kind of discrete business processes and transformed it into something where we're serving the users of each business process. And that way, from a design standpoint, we can focus on those specific business processes. We're not compromising anything to kind of fit all things for all users in kind of getting away from that maybe data mark perspective that HFM kind of morphed into. But I think because of some of those factors, just the conservative nature of, of being an accountant kind of in the finance world, even from a consulting perspective, maybe some people not wanting to make the initial leap, right, that early adoption, and then ultimately having to kind of unwind this data mark concept that HFM has kind of morphed into has really driven some of that hesitation. And really through some of this messaging, I think we've been able to show companies that you're not really losing anything. You're actually gaining a lot by making this transition. You're getting rid of some of the black box component of HFM, some of the coding that as us as consultants might have done, you know, and administrators having to struggle with maintaining that. You're doing away with a lot of that by starting to leverage some of these standard practices and standard 
out-of-the-box functionality that Oracle provides with FCC. So lots to gain from it. It's just kind of getting people comfortable with giving up you know, the keys to the code, as you, as you might say. Oh, that's a great point. And you had mentioned earlier that HFM and FCC really struck parity maybe in 2019 or so. And we've had, obviously, Oracle continuing their R&D efforts in this suite. Maybe talk to us a little bit about you know, some product enhancements. Where has FCC gone above and beyond what HFM could do for clients in terms of just pure capability and, and delivered content? Sure. I, and I think that's really where a lot of the value lies, right? When we talk about this particular business process of closing the books, going from HFM to FCC, customers aren't going to lose anything. The ability to perform consolidations, the ability to perform currency translations, intercompany eliminations, all the standard things that really make up your current month in close, none of that goes away. But really where they start to gain is these enhancements that Oracle has pushed into the application or the solution really over the last probably year and a half or two. Things like Task Manager, right? So Task Manager within FCC is a module that really allows you to have kind of a single source of truth for all things close related, right? So it doesn't even have to be specific to FCC. You can track your month and close process going all the way back to something as simple as closing an AP subledger, closing an AR subledger, or maybe opening up a journal period in your ERP. You can track that through Task Manager. And that's something that typically would have been accomplished, I know at least in my time as being an accountant, that's something that we would have had maybe a centralized Excel spreadsheet somewhere sitting on a network drive, or we would have a lot of emails kind of going back and forth to make sure that some of these processes were done. By leveraging something as valuable as Task Manager within FCC, you now have that kind of single source of the truth for the closed process. You get dashboards that come along with that module that really can give you a visual view of or a graphical view of what the closed process, uh, where it stands as far as all the, the tasks associated with that. So there's a lot of a lot of interest in that and in a lot of our implementations, a lot of our migrations. Task Manager is one of the things that is typically included in the scope of that because customers start to see the value of that. Something like Supplemental Data Manager, where you're able to have kind of this ad hoc data collection for things like footnotes and disclosures. So when we start to get towards the, the end process or the end part of the close process where we start to get closer to earnings release, submissions into your external reporting solutions. Being able to kind of have that data housed in FCC brings a lot of value as well, right? So it's one of, again, it's one of those situations where previously, whether you were dealing with HFM or even going back to the old Microsoft microcontrol or Hyperion Enterprise days, any of that ad hoc data collection, again, was just something stored in a network folder somewhere on somebody's personal computer in having to send emails back and forth. So by having Supplemental Data Manager with an FCC, we're able to, to collect all of that data, have it centralized in one place, being able to t- then report off of it with footnotes and disclosures, again, brings that value that you normally wouldn't see within anything in HFM. We could customize HFM greatly to maybe house some of that, but we would not have anything very dedicated that could be handled by the end user as easily as you can in FCC. And then finally, if I think about kind of like the big three items within FCC, enterprise journals is something that has been released probably within the last six months or so that really kind of bridges the gap between the consolidation process and maybe some of the close activities that occur in the ERP. So with enterprise journals, what we're allowing ourselves to do is we're allowing users to post journals from FCC or even from 
the account reconciliation solution back to the ERP. So if you're doing a, a performing an account reconciliation and you have some reconciling items that need to be posted back to the ERP, you can do that through enterprise journals within FCC. Same thing if you have top side journals that are being done as part of the consolidation that you want to push back to your ERP, you're now able to leverage enterprise journals to seamlessly push that back to your ERP. So amongst those three things, we're really starting to see a lot of traction within FCC because people are starting to kind of see the value of that over maybe what they're doing in HFM. So not only are we adding value in terms of their processes, but we're also kind of bringing things into a more efficient realm in that we're able to help them kind of speed up some of these items that they might be doing within the closed process. So now, not only are we giving them added value around the product itself, but we're also starting to shrink kind of those cycle times when it comes to the closed process. So lots of value there uh, just based on those improvements when we compare it back to HFM. Oh, that's great. And I can think of maybe one, one fourth, fourth item would be, and maybe it's an example of the, of the deliberate content, but talk to us a little bit about cash flow. Because I know when we're talking to clients that move to FCC, just to, as a good example of being able to take advantage of delivered capability and automating the cash flow statement. So maybe walk through that just a little bit as well as another item that FCC can bring. Sure. No, that's a great point. So one of the things that Oracle did whenever they were developing FCC is that they looked at literally hundreds of HFM applications that had been developed over the years and noticed kind of a, a commonality amongst those applications. So when they started to build out the data model within FCC, kind of that standardized data model that all companies could leverage, one of the things that they saw was an inability to maybe automate the way that the, the statement of cash flows is generated. Uh, traditionally within HFM, we would normally have to write quite a bit of code to tell HFM how to create a statement of cash flows, right? How to calculate that change in cash or the, the change in receivables, the standard line items that you would normally see on a statement of cash flows. Well, Oracle came up with this really ingenious design of creating an additional dimension simply to house that information, right? So now we have something called the movement dimension within FCC that is independent of the account dimension which allows us to then, on the fly, calculate that, that change in your trial balance accounts coming from one period to the next. So rather than us as consultants having to write a lot of code to accomplish that, now it simply becomes a mapping exercise. So the beauty of it is, is especially when you're going from HFM to FCC, is we can take the existing data model that's in HFM, bring that into FCC, map your trial balance accounts to this movement dimension, which essentially reflects what a statement of cash flows looks like, and very quickly generate, I would say, 80 to 90% of the statement of cash flows without the adjustments as soon as we're, we've got that stood up. So rather than something that in the past would have taken several weeks to design and code within HFM, the minute that we have that data model stood up and we, we have the shell of the application stood up in FCC, we're literally there when it comes to creating kind of an automated cash flow. So now rather than having a separate process that an accountant might do after the close to calculate all of that or um, having to maintain a lot of coding in HFM, being able to leverage that movement dimension and, and really just that process that Oracle has developed within FCC allows us at the same time that we're bringing up this application and starting to get data in there a statement of cash flows that, like I said, normally would have taken much, much longer. So, uh, no, that's a great point. No, fascinating stuff. 
Well, I know this is a topic that we are both, you know, very passionate about, excited to see the future enhancements that FCC will be rolling out as this product gets updated every month. You know, we're, we're always excited to take a peek at the product roadmap and see what's evolving and what new capabilities will be there. But I think that's a, that's a wrap. So appreciate your time today, Brian. And thanks again for sharing your insights and thoughts around the latest technology supporting the financial close. Sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode, or send us an email at podcast at thehackagroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackagroup.com.